Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hello there, Pally. There he is. Headphones, mic, let's go. We're fine. Don't worry about a thing. Welcome to the family with (laughs) Doug Sprinthal. Sarah Sprinthal. Oh, hi. (laughs) The Huntress, Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Melissa Bernard. There you have it. Ooh, there are three couples on the show today. What do you yeah. think of that action? Ooh, let's start fighting. <laughs> Listen, you. That'll be next week, I think. <laughs> That'll be next week. Yeah, well, it could come up very quickly, as a matter of you fact. You want to have breakfast? Do yeah. I look like I want breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom. Whoops, sorry. I just, I'm just trying to go through some stuff here. And sorry about that. What are you going to do? He's anyway, sad. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. You know, um, people have been asking me if we're open, and yes, we are. We're going to roll out something that we're going to talk about later today with the marketing director from Walzer on Car Selling Secrets. And it has, it's called Walzer to you. We figured we've, we were pretty much there anyway because we stopped negotiating car deals 20 years ago. We can do the almost the entire process online. Uh, we can even set up uh, test drives at your house, and we can set up deliveries at your house, too, if you don't want to come into the dealership. Surprisingly enough, some people are still comfortable about coming in. We, I looked at the numbers this morning. We talked about it on the morning show. We sold 70 cars yesterday in the Twin Cities, which is it's off from what it normally is, but it's pretty good. And I've been giving out my email address, and I've got... Probably nine or ten people that have contacted me since yesterday saying, deals sound really great, um, who should I talk to, so on and so forth. If you have questions, email me at dougatwalzer.com. If you're interested in this uh, home delivery sales process, I think it'll be up later today. Uh, it, the drop-dead date is tomorrow for sure. It's called Walzer to you, and it will be on uh, every Walzer website across the company. That's what I got. Ladies and gentlemen, Wal- Walzer Automotive Group of Walzer.com. <laughs> That's my snazzy delivery. What do you think of That's that? That's really action? good. I need to figure out how to make something bigger because somebody just sent me a document and I can't see the finish of the document because they didn't center it on the page. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I, we're, it's on WordPad, which I don't know. Oh, that's what is WordPad? Word well, that's the starter thing you get it's, with a base yeah. Microsoft product. It's it's one step up from Morse code and smoke signals. Yeah, it doesn't open yeah, uh, uh, like yeah, all I, I tried, documents very well. Yeah, I tried to increase the tabs on the top, and it won't let me. Well, so, ain't he the one? I think you should tell them to send it in another format. What if I just tell them, leave me the hell alone? That's what I would like to tell them. Yeah, Just send that, it maybe. over like a normal human, for Christ's sake. I know, it's ridiculous. Maybe if I printed it out. No, it's not going to print out properly, is it? Uh, I don't know. Try to, try to print it. Maybe you can... Sh- I, I, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, Sarah, why don't you show up and cause other problems? Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Way, way to go, sister. <laughs> In any case, so what's happening? Well, the, the Catholic Church shut down all the churches, what, yesterday, honey? Well, that's not the way yeah. they like to say it. Well, how would, how would they? He, she's the communications director. Now. They suspended masses for two weeks in all 50 states. I guess I don't yeah, know if it's two weeks that. in all 50 states, but in Minnesota it is. And it's a, yeah, they've done that in a lot of churches It's a already. crushing, crushing blow. It's hard. I know. But it in sucks. our church, at least the church is still open. 
24 hours a day for prayer, for adoration. We still do have reconciliation, which is really important to people. Okay, tell people that aren't oh, Catholics what, recon- what reconciliation mm-hmm. is. Not everybody knows what that is. Well, it's confession. Um, there are certain times, different times for confession in, in every church. Um, I'm assuming all churches have confession. I don't know that, but I would no, certainly assume that they do. Actually, most don't. I mean, I'm saying that all in Catholic churches, I'm assuming that Catholic churches still hold confessions, even though masses have been suspended. I don't know that. Check your church. Um, but again, the church is still open for prayer for adoration, but it, it is a crushing blow to not have Mass. Mass is, is really, really important to people, but luckily there are a lot of ways to still have, uh, to watch Mass, to stream it, which again isn't the same thing, but um, it is still available. So in two weeks, Archbishop Hebda will re-examine the situation and, and see if uh, he can pull the suspension, but um, again, we'll have to see. But it's hard. It's a big deal. It's it's yeah. It's a big deal. So that's what's going on in my work world. And right now, everybody's working from home. But that's it. That's what I've got. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had very exciting news this morning on the KQ Morning Show. I was sitting doing the show, and Catherine shows up, sits down, and she's got uh, four rolls of toilet paper that she found at the CVS. Yep. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> But they're sad, tiny rolls, and they're two-ply. Oh, no. I mean, it's a score. It is still a score. It's a big score. Big score. Yeah, but it's not not what I was hoping. I was hoping for a good, you know, 24 mega pack. So no Taco Tuesday for you guys. But it's hilarious. I'm walking. I'm walking. Back from CVS, and people are like, toilet paper? Toilet paper? Where'd you get the toilet paper? Hey, man, where'd you get the toilet paper? I'm like, oh, my God. It's like It's like crack. Yeah, for real. Something like that. <laughs> you know, that is the downside like of social media, right? Because if that had just started in one little town, whether it's it never spread, Bemidji yeah. or Huntsville, yep. Alabama, you'd never hear about it. But yep. now it's somebody the said, oh, we're out of toilet paper in Winslow, Arizona. Oh, crap, I hadn't thought about that. We better go get toilet well, paper. Yeah, and I was, dri- I was driving out of the garage, and I saw a woman that looked like she had toilet paper. <laughs> I oh, said, God. I said, Oh, I said, oh, my God, is it toilet paper? She's like, no, just so paper towels. How do you look like you have toilet paper? You just have a, well, that glow about it, you that has an absence of hemorrhoids? No, no she, had, she had those packages that, you know, you could tell that there was paper products oh, in there, I but I didn't know what it was. So she said it, it's at Aldi, and I'm like, okay. So I ran over to Aldi, and they did have paper towels, and they had uh, t- uh, tissues, but they did not have any toilet well, I was paper. How much Aldi- pooping? I was at Aldi yesterday, and they had toilet paper, sweet, sweet, four-ply. Mm. Wow. They, but they also really? had a sign. Nice. Yeah, they also had a sign that said a limit of yeah. two paper products per person. Smart. They also had a, a sign that said two canned goods per person. And I said, well, I, mm. I didn't know I should be worried about canned goods. And there were yes, people, people all over the canned goods. I, and I, I, mm-hmm. Now they got me worried about things I didn't know I should be worried about. And See, Dan, Dan Chesky, I know. Dan Chesky called me yesterday, and apparently people are trying to hoard pontoon boats. He said, big problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just in case yes, you need to stay away from all your problems. Yeah, well, I, I was talking to the guy, the, one of the stocking guys at Aldi, and I said, I said, well, I don't understand. Why is there, why are there still no, no, why is there no toilet paper? And he said, I said, the hoarders have everything, right? They're done. Yeah, They're all hoarded up. They've got it all. And um, he said, uh, to tell you the truth, I see the same people come in here every mm-hmm. single morning at 8 p.m., and they buy as many of the paper products as they are allowed every single day. I don't know if they're selling them to the neighbors or if they're just hoarding. They just can't stop hoarding. And I was in the grocery store. Nobody has eggs either. There's yep, no, e- no. There are no eggs. But, but oh. there were some eggs yeah, this morning. Eggs. And huh. people are buying two to three dozen eggs. God. It's like, you don't, how many well, you eggs got, do you need? You know. can't freeze you them. You can't freeze them. Well, yeah. right. And the sad part is, is almost all of those eggs are going to go bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be able to eat them. They're overbuying. And they're you know what would be no. fun? We should get our no. teenagers together because they don't have anything to do. We'll go out and egg houses and teepee people. <laughs> 
Oh my God! People would be like pulling it down from the trees (laughs) to use it. That's right. They'd try to wrap it back up. It doesn't work. It's all wet from the eggs. You terrible teenagers. But I'm trying to think of what they didn't have. They didn't have any um, bread. They, At least in actually, no, they were good for I've been, bread. I've been able to find bread. Ivy was yeah. out of bread. Bread's okay. Yeah. Oh. They had um, most most things they were pretty good on, and people were being pretty normal. They didn't have a ton of people in there, and people weren't hmm. hoarding the TP. They were just, every once in a while, people grabbed one. They were pretty good. But I, know, I went to Cub yesterday to pick up a couple of things, and I thought, you know, maybe I should buy the stuff that we might actually need if one of us gets sick, which is like ibuprofen and cough medicine. Yeah, that's all gone. Yeah, it's all gone. Yeah. So, Actually, there was a study. Yeah, you're not supposed to take uh, Advil. Yeah, Advil. I read that. And then they said, oh, never mind, you can take it. So I don't know. I was looking for both, and there was ah. neither, so I'm just going to use scotch. In fact, I started already. <laughs> there you go. It's called, started, it's give, called give, prophylactic. Hey, 40 years right, ago Andy? on that. Yeah, I got a good head what's start. The, what's, <laughs> what's the Minnesota company that's... Uh, a brewery or a distillery or something, and they're making hand sanitizer. They're making pure alcohol hand sanitizer, and they're giving it away to uh, healthcare facilities or something. Yeah. Did anybody hear about that? There, I've heard. I didn't know it was one in Minnesota, but I've heard about. Yeah, four it's or five a Minnesota company. Ones. Is it Phillips by any Andy? Hand? Maybe you can googly woogly it. Maybe. I think it's a tiny. Yeah, a, a tiny it, one. It was. I, I think it was on the national news actually. There's, and yeah, I was like, there's the one in Oregon. There's one in Morrisville, Vermont. Uh, so they're smaller ones. They're not big national Minnesota. names. Well, of course. Yeah, it's like smaller distilleries that can't um, yeah. because mm-hmm. they've clo- they clo- I don't know if they've closed down the bars everywhere, but a lot of places have just closed down the bars, and a lot of those you know small distilleries and breweries they can't serve because they don't. You know, right. They, so they have nothing to do. So they were like, well, we know how to make alcohol, so we'll just make alcohol yeah. and. Give it away. Uh, Duluth Distillery, Canal Park Distillery. Okay, good for them. So there you go. Yeah, that's really nice. I think that's great. There you have it. Yeah, what time did we start, Andy? Because I, I was sitting and doing other stuff. What time did we we start We're this cycle? Nine minutes right now. So right at fifteen. Yeah. Or excuse me, right at seventeen. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we'll go to thirty-two, and then I'll be right on. And everything will be good. Oh, listen to this now. How Minnesota's pets are handling their humans' COVID-19 work-from-home routine. They're probably happy. And it shows a dog yawning. <laughs> that was pretty good. I think they dogs actually started like, it because dogs are immune. It's like, okay, I can yeah. have them home all the time. And isn't that interesting? How long has this COVID-19 been around? A month? Like, mm, we've known about it for like a yeah, month. Yeah, it's been on our radar probably. a month. I think the first case in China was in late December. November, December. I think they said December. Yeah, when it was back when it was the Wuhan virus. Yep. Um, they were saying that dogs were um, carriers, and dogs could get it. Huh. And pe- I guess people in China were actually throwing their pets off of balconies. That's how terrified oh, everybody was. Mm. So, I mean, you, you just see this, you know, tr- misinformation, how it can just, spread worse than a virus it's unbelievable to me no i would agree with you on that whole deal well i i don't know you you sit here and you look out the window and everything looks normal except for of course when you see pictures of times square or the strip in vegas there's nobody there yeah whoa here's the weird psychological thing from me personally that i've noticed you know i'm spending a lot a lot of most of the days at home now which you normally, in your working life, the only time you do that is when you're sick. So there's mm-hmm. part of right. me that's kind of acting like I'm sick, you know, I'm not moving around that much. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with me. I should get out and do something. We went for a walk the other day. It was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. But even I look out the window and I know all my neighbors home, but I don't see anybody. Of course, it's kind of crappy out today. It is. Other than the one yeah. dog walker guy, we've got a guy in our neighborhood and him and his old dog, they must put on about 40 miles a day they're always out there it's just cool well that's a good see now you're talking now everything's good so do you really think this is good actually i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday he lives in toronto Mm -hmm. and he was basically told back home because the border is closed now between the united states and canada and he was told unless he can find a flight home in the next two three days he cannot come home until august wow Mm. (laughs) How would you like that? You can't even go home. 
because of this whole situation. I don't know. Hopefully, he'll find a he'll find a flight back. He can probably. I, I don't know. Make it though, couldn't you take an Uber to Toronto and kind of sneak over? Yeah, it's really. not like the borders that secure. So they're they're not well, even letting true. residents back in. I guess not. Well, the problem is, is not letting them back in. It's the fact that no Canadians are coming here, so therefore there's no airplanes to take back there. So what oh, about the ones who, I know that there's um, where my ex-in-laws spend every um, winter down in Vero Beach. I know that there is a mm-hmm. large contingent of Canadians down there, that they have their, ca- oh, yeah. their cars yep. shipped down there, and then mm-hmm. they have them shipped back up there and then they fly back up to canada yep. every april so what about those cats i mean you might be stuck yeah i mean I want, they might yeah. be stuck and they yeah, only they're... have their places rented every six months every winter they'll have to drive home i guess they'll have to drive home i guess yeah they'll have to drive home does that mean they'll let them across the border that's what i, I mean know. if the border's closed i wonder what their situation's yeah. gonna oh, be i think moon you know the canadians there. are so nice if they come up there and go <laughs> the hey canadians are nice. come on, if they y'all. go hey you know me hey <laughs> come on, let me in <laughs> come on man take my temperature i'll isolate myself i swear moon lives near vero Honest beach maybe they could just bunk up with him he's a friendly guy Oh, I didn't know. I thought he's Moon was up in the Panhandle. Panhandle huh? Oh, that's right. You're yeah, right. I'm he's sorry. up in Destin or Dustin other side or, of the yeah, state. The other side of the world from there. Yeah. Never mind. You know. Stupid idea. Same so, state. So anyway, oh, I wonder so. what's going to happen to all those people. Yeah. What are they going to do? I don't know. They're not going to want to stay down there in the summer ish. I got gas yesterday too, and it was like twenty dollars to fill the tank. Uh-oh. Oh, I know. I gas actually got nothing. in the car and turned it on to make sure it was real. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Wow! Like, how, why, how, how could it only be $20? It's so cheap. It is a lot less expensive now. There's no doubt about it. How long do you guys, are you guys here? And this is, is it really going to be till July or August, you think? Or is it going to be a little quicker than that? Well, I, you know, there's so much information out there, which is fascinating. Our curve so is still going at, up. If you look at China, there are no new cases. And in mm-hmm. Wuhan, right. they're going back right. to work. Mm-hmm. Their curve is so, going down. Yeah. They're, I don't they've know. Got it figured out finally, but. Yeah. So that was three and a half months, right? Well, yeah. I mean, basically, let's go four months because of the end of November. We'll go December, January, February. Well, no, it's three and a half months. It is. It would be three and a half months because it was the right. end of November that we first heard about it. So basically, we would have about three months left. So that would be April, May, yeah, middle of June. Well, aren't our numbers going up too? Because they've got the tests the and tests. they're actually right. testing yes. people. Our so we really don't up. know what this means, right? Yeah, I yeah. think I don't. But we started, you know, doing the social distancing and everything. I think earlier. We probably compared to China. Than we probably they did. did. Yeah. We started the yeah, quarantining. We yeah. started everything earlier, but uh, who knows? We will take a break. Be right back. More with the family right after this. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. 
Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and much like at night when I kiss her goodnight, when my wife tells me she loves me, she has really good news for you guys, too. Ah! What? Look at you, tying things in. What do you think of that tie-in? Amazing. Mm. Seriously. So, give them the good news, honey. What? Oh. Oh. What do you mean, what? The the Daily Mail. (laughs) This is a tweet from the Daily Mail, which is a... UK um, Mm -hmm. newspaper. Death rates of coronavirus may be half initial estimates by World Health Chiefs, promising study finds. That would be good. The death rate of coronavirus may be half of what World Health Chiefs expected it to be, according to a study. International researchers compiled data on coronavirus cases in Wuhan, the Chinese city of 11 million people, where the deadly disease emerged in December 2019. They found that overall... The number of people who died after getting sick with the coronavirus was 1.4%. That's pretty low. So this 3.54% that they've been predicting, I think we can maybe relax a little bit. Hmm. That sounds good. The death rate of the regular flu is about 0.1%. And we had over, what, 70,000 people died just this year in the United States of of the regular flu? I think it's it's 65,000 something. No, it's higher than that. I know that. Is it? Yeah, Doug. Well, we have our guest on the phone. I had some bad news. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll talk about it in the next segment. That'll be good. John, how are you this morning? Hi. I'm uh, I'm hanging in there, considering the uh, self-quarantining circumstance we all find ourselves in. Oh, there is. At least you've got metal to listen to, so that's good. Don't we all have metal to listen to? I hope so. I hope we all do, because I... (laughs) You know, anybody would not, nah, never mind, I was going to say something that, that was, what, it was going to sound very sexist, but I, I won't say it. Thank you, honey. Not a problem. Thank you. How about if I just say, well, everybody has a level of testosterone, so that wouldn't be an insult. Well, right? Chicks dig metal. Some, anyway. <laughs> My wife, not so much. <laughs> your wife, not so much, John. John, you say your name, Weiderhorn or Weiderhorn? Uh, it's Weiderhorn. It is Weiderhorn. I want to make sure. Uh, John Wiederhorn, ladies and gentlemen, promoting the book Raising Hell, Backstage Tales from the Lives of Metal Legends. I got very lucky, John. I've been in the radio business for 49 years, except for about a five or six year stint when I worked for Capitol Records. So I got to be around a lot of really, really great. These people, first of all, I think people need to understand, are really decent human beings. I love working with metal acts. They're, they're hard-working people. They work their ass off, as a matter of fact, and tend to be really decent people, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think they work extremely hard, and then, they, uh, at least in the past, they also played extremely hard um, in an extracurricular sense, not on stage. Sure. Well, on stage as well, but they like to party. They like to have a really good time. It's a, it's a hedonistic form of music, and it's really all about celebration. But uh, that doesn't make you a bad person. You know, a lot of these guys are just the nicest people you'll ever meet. They are. I I will tell you one thing I do love about metal, because I've been a metal fan pretty much my whole life. I mean, could you consider MC5 to be metal? A little, maybe, I I guess. I don't know. That's funny, because I did a book seven years ago uh, called, I know I'm supposed to be talking about this new one, but it kind of leads into the new one. The first book I did was... was, uh, it also had the hell title in it. It was um, uh, louder than hell, and uh, it was a definitive oral history of metal. And the first chapter was about the pre-metal acts, the the bands that, mm-hmm. that led to what uh, Black Sabbath eventually turned into this stomping, doom-laden, uh, you know, mm-hmm. monolith of of sound. And uh, yeah, you had bands like the Stooges and MC5 and Blue Cheer who all uh, all contributed their Loved part it. and uh, certainly Jimi Hendrix and and um, you know other other bands of of that ilk uh, the cream absolutely so there were a lot of different facets that went into what metal started as and then what it has evolved into wouldn't it be great if you remember the MC5, uh, Motor City 5 they were a band from Detroit MC stood for Motor City Motor City 5 
You go home, you visit your mom, and you say, Mom, we signed a new record deal. How great is that? She goes, oh, really? Great. What's the name of the album? Uh, Kick out the jams, mother effer. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how Mom handled that. (laughs) The beginning of that song is is one of the greatest uh, intros. Of all time. uh, (laughs) Of all time. Of all time, John, there's no doubt about it. You mentioned so many people when you, you just got Blue Cheer, highly underrated. Summertime Blues, one of the great songs of all time. Just took a took an old kind of, that was kind of country rock, wasn't it, back in the 50s, I think? Yeah, uh, and of, that, of course The Who yeah. performed it and rocked it yep. up. But when, when Blue Cheer yep. uh, took the reins, they just overdosed on the feedback and, and turned it into this this uh, juggernaut, just a really fierce and uh, and and you know wonderfully ferocious uh, uh, piece of, of sound, which is just great. Now you mentioned already, of course, uh, Black Sabbath, and I still remember Dan Aykroyd on Saturday Night Live pretending he was an AM and an FM disc jockey at the same time. So on AM, when he was on AM, he'd be going, "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, got a great thing going on today, and we'll be right back after this commercial." And then he'd go on FM and go. War pigs, Black Sabbath. <laughs> Remember when disc jockeys totally changed their they changed their delivery based on metal. Remember that? Yeah. Well, you'll still you'll still hear it if uh, you tune into you know a, a metal station that specifically plays metal uh, when you listen to DJs between uh, between songs when when they're when they're talking or, or you know, watch old episodes of Headbangers Ball. Uh, and, and listen to the people introducing their talk like this, and now we've got a new killer track by Cannibal Corpse, and these guys are so kick-ass, and it's just it's really funny, but uh, it's it is part of the persona, you know? It is. It absolutely is. What drew you to it, John? Is there one song, because I guess it probably would have been you know, certainly Jimi Hendrix, uh, but but Blue Cheers, Summertime Blues, probably went, man, look what they did with that song. It, it really caught my attention. Was there mm-hmm. one song in your life that you kind of went, hey, I love this? Man, um, you know, I always I always uh, gravitated towards the electric guitar and uh, the aggressiveness of, of the drums and the, and the vocals and I discovered Led Zeppelin and, and The Who and, mm-hmm. you know, before I discovered metal. Um, but I'd say, I'd say it was uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath uh, from, from the album of the same name, which was originally, the album was originally called War Pigs, which is why it has that right. weird warrior on the, on the cover. And then they changed the name and it made no sense. But uh, the album was, was amazing. As much as I love the first Black Sabbath album, which was, you know, a real uh, entrenchment of this new sound. Um, I think they just took it to to new levels with the second record. You know what's interesting about War Pigs is I they play that song. They play the hell out of that song to this day. War mm. Pigs gets a lot of airtime, but I remember the first couple of times I heard it, I, I thought to myself. I don't know if I'm depressed or really pissed off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> like what? What is? They just. I've always, I suppose, being a teenage boy, though, that you're kind of feeling that in your veins, anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's where the music was directed at, at the outset, and I think still where it, where it impacts greatly. Um, the one thing that's interesting about metalheads, though, is uh, a lot of them get, you know, uh, obsessed with this music ensconced in it, and it's not a, it's not a short-term thing. They, they really become lifelong fans of metal and uh, real devotees to these certain bands that they, that they develop attachments to. So it's not a short-lived thing like, oh, I like this pop band for five minutes, and, and uh, hey, there's a hip-hop group that's pretty cool. Let's check them out. Oh, they're no, pop- no longer popular. You know, let's, let's see what's going on in indie rock. Um, metal fans are, right. are really devoted, and and I think it's partially because metal gives the people who who listen to it, who need it, a real sense of of unity and uh, communion and, and empowerment that uh, is in a positive way. Uh, gives them a sense of self worth, where maybe they were uh, having some some doubts, uh, insecurities, and uh, that often you know manifests itself uh, when kids are teenagers and and there's all that testosterone and and uh 
insecurity flowing. So, um, but it, it you know it can certainly carry through. I think there's a lot of insecurity to be dealt with in uh, in these times, and uh, it's interesting too. During tough times, I think some of the best metal is created. Oh, I think you're absolutely right about that. As a matter of fact, back in the '60s, to give you an example, John, of what I'm talking about. I was 12 years old when the Beatles broke in America, so you kind of have an idea how old I am now. And to this day, and maybe it's because of our you know, current situation with the coronavirus, COVID-19 or whatever, but to this day, if I hear you got another thing coming by Judas Priest driving a car, I accelerate. I don't even know I'm doing it. All of a sudden, I'm driving fast as hell. So it still works, John. It, it does still work. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh something that definitely gets the blood pumping that's for sure especially those those classic songs it's a it's a little bit different when you're dealing with death metal and black metal and everything is just so yeah. fast and such a blur of sound that uh you know it could encourage you to drive so fast that uh <laughs> you lose control of the car so it's probably yeah, better to take it half that. speed we have doug sprinthal in the, in the studio as well doug is a guitar player damn good guitar player too doug do you ever play in a metal band no you know i never did it's interesting listening to you guys talk about this because there's always these arguments about who was the first metal band but i think you guys right. are actually right there is no real first it's all just evolutionary and you were talking about war pigs and there's a uh there's a jethro tull tune it's aqualung that really sounds kind of a lot like war pigs and it was just like yeah. a year early so you wonder if those guys didn't influence these guys that and, and, and it's cool. It's, it's oh, actually, uh, not to interrupt you, but uh, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath uh, played with, with Jethro Tull for, for a little while. He was invited to join the band. Amazing. And he, was very, he took it very seriously. This was when Black Sabbath was still called Earth. And then uh, he decided, nah, I really want to do my own thing. Wow. But only if my guys take it dead seriously and we really, really go for it. And, and that they did. And, you know, they became the legend that is Black Sabbath. It's, it's a, that's an interesting story that I didn't know. I was, we were bored last night, and my wife and I, was also a musician, wound up watching Rick Wakeman interviews. And he's talking oh, about all yeah. the people that he played with in the 60s and on all these albums and, and hanging out. He's really, really funny, actually, and not really a metal person. But, but uh, you know, England, the music scene was very small, but it, was, it really cross-pollinated pretty well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that is true. John, there was one back in, um, there was a movie out called Cruisin'. It was about a cop undercover trying to catch a guy who's killing gay men in gay bars in New York. And a lot of them were metal bars back then. And there was a... What, uh, what are you saying, Tom? Kidding. I'm, I'm just talking about the soundtrack <laughs> for the album. The, the, I mean, excuse me, the album uh, for the movie, the soundtrack for the movie. The album is phenomenal, because they have all these great bands playing on it. There's an all-black metal band that was fantastic, but I can't remember the name of it. It was all African-American guys, and they just kicked ass. Do you know what I'm talking about, John? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, oh, you I do? I think of the name. There was, there was a band called Black Death. It was the first black band I'd heard of <laughs> that, uh, that played kind of a thrashy form of metal in the 80s. I can't remember where they were from. But um, that movie was, was really transformative for a lot of people, I think. Because Absolutely. metal was not something that was associated with gay culture. It was such a masculine form of music. And back then, there was an awful lot of, of, of uh, homophobia involved with it. And yet, it's interesting because uh, there, there's a lot of things about metal that, that, that embrace um, aspects of gay culture, S&M, and... Uh, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Jews priests were were monumental in uh, uh, kind of forming the look and feel and vibe of of the new wave of British heavy metal. And um, of course, their frontman Rob Halford was was gay and is gay and mm -hmm. couldn't come out until years and years later because it was just too risky. Everybody felt, including I guess him, um, which is so sad. Um, I've talked to him and. And he said that was that was one of the reasons why he drank so heavily and was, was doing lots of cocaine because he just uh, he felt caged. Yeah, it makes total sense. Great idea, John Wiederhorn, Raising Hell, Backstage Tales from the Lives of Metal Legends. I love the music myself. Great talking to somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about too, because not a lot of people know metal as well as they think they do. Well, 
the great thing about metal is is uh, you can embrace it as much as you want to. You can listen to it peripherally when you're pissed off, or you can take a deep dive and, and discover its uh, 50-year history. Um, and there have been a lot of changes. The one thing, my, my biggest, biggest pet peeve is people will say, oh, it all sounds the same. Every metal band no. does the same thing. Every song sounds the same. And these guys can't play. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, some, some of this playing is, is uh, as, as close to virtuosic classical music as a lot of uh, modern rock gets. And, and you have to practice for hours and hours and hours on end in order to develop that kind of agility on a, uh, on a, a guitar fretboard. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have the complexity of jazz necessarily or the chord structures, but it's a different, it's a different type of uh, complexity that, that uh, you know, requires an awful lot of skill. No doubt about it. John, come back again. I'd love to talk more about metal with you. It was great sure, having you Sure, really on. enjoyed Thank it. You. Have a good day, sir. You too. We will be back right after the break with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. On the first part of the journey. It's as high as I can get my voice, man. How stoned do you think these guys are when they decided that oh, this God. would be should be on the radio? <laughs> it's a horrible did pretty well. Song. I couldn't agree. It did more. really well, but it was terrible. I've got a little news for Sarah. Yes, ma'am. There's going to be a um, worldwide rosary praying today thing. See? Pope Francis and Catholics around the world Mm. today at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Great. That's great. And then it has a a little graphic on how to pray the rosary. Mm -hmm. I grew up Catholic, and I guess I never knew how to pray the rosary. Properly. <laughs> I just thought it was our father's. I think you put your Neil left Mary's. hand in, you put your left hand out, you put. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. That's yeah, kind of complex, pokey. that's for sure. I don't even know a lot of this stuff. That's you just go right. bead by bead. Each small bead is Hail Mary and something else. Uh, Thank you. Well, you're supposed to meditate on our the fa- mystery. Our yep. fathers I don't the even big know ones. what a mystery yeah. is. Lots of mysteries. <laughs> Say the glory be? Yeah. What's the glory be? Glory be to the Father that. and the Son and the Holy glory Spirit be to the as Father, it was yeah. in the beginning, is now, and shall Oh, be I do know that. You know okay. that one. No. <clears throat> Say the oh my Jesus prayer requested by Mary. Mm. Announce the second mystery. Oh, my word. God, we need an organ in I would, I would need a cheat yeah, really. sheet the entire time. Welcome to Catholic <laughs> Nothing hour. wrong with a cheat sheet. I would need everybody a cheat sheet. Everybody needed a cheat sheet at once. It's yes. the people that think everybody's supposed to know it that are wrong. <clears throat> everybody needed a find cheat this. sheet the first time. Yeah, because I think my father would actually really like this. So I'm going to yeah. call him after the podcast and tell him about it. Oh, cool. Yeah? You know, he likes that jazz. It's a good one. Oh, you know, I got to tell Sarah one thing. We we have uh, uh, Catherine. And I go to the the Episcopal Church called Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. right? And then and, and the father was his name J- R J. Yeah. 
Yeah, Father RJ or Pastor RJ or whatever you call him. I don't know what you call those people, but a very young guy, really, really good, does a great, great uh, job with the whole thing. But he did this one day, which Catherine and I thought was fantastic and kind of hooked us and, and drew us in. Mm-hmm. He said, <clears throat> and then he pauses, so I, there's a little pause in what I'm about to tell you. But he goes like this. As it says in the Bible, if your left eye offends thee, pluck it out and throw it away. Yikes. There's an Episcopal bishop here who's just, who's just about to retire. And he was, the guy is just, he's the sweetest guy in the world. You can really tell he has a light, but he's got a killer sense of humor. So he comes into our church and all his gear and stuff, and he says, Kids, you want to come up and touch my bishop stuff? He's giving him <laughs> oh, his hat and all this sort of stuff. And he just he goofs exactly around. It. Don't be boring. That Stand up and exactly sing louder. It. He'll say stuff like that right in the middle of the service. It's just great. Yeah, he's great. We, we, you know, I think it is a good thing that religions now have backed way up. Because when I was a kid growing up in the Catholic Church, man, it was uh, very severe, no doubt about it. I, I, I've told the story before about when I was studying to do my first confession for my first communion. Mm-hmm. And back then they didn't do communal uh, or community confessions. You had to go into the, right. the little booth and... <coughs> What's it called? Confessional? Yeah, there's yes. not a lot of communal penance anymore either, but I know what you're talking about. That's what you mean. Well, it's not like that anymore? No. Uh-uh. No, they have a mass, don't they? Forgiveness Oh, they have mass a forgiveness or mass or something? So. Is that what they call it? Well, something like that. I think you're talking about communal penance. So everybody used to hang out together, and then you'd all go up together for communal penance. So everybody would, like you said, <laughs> go up together. So, but... That's what you mean, right? I think. I don't, I don't know. I bet that's I, what you're I, talking about. But anyway, you were studying oh. for your first reconciliation, right? Yeah. So okay. basically, you're in, in, normally you're in third grade, right? Second or third. Third grade you do. Right, right. Yeah, second or third. Yeah, second, I think you're right, second grade. So I was probably five, might have turned six, because I started school really early. Okay. So I'm like six, six years old. And... <laughs> The the bishop or is it a bishop or an archbishop? Which is bigger? Arch. Yes. The arches. So this was a bishop, and he said, <clears throat> "What you what you boys and girls need to understand is that when you go to confession, you're not speaking to the priest; you're speaking directly to God, because the priest is a conduit to God." And I said in a not a very loud voice, but loud enough for him to hear, "No, he isn't." <laughs> oh boy! Oh, God, did I get? Did I get? I haven't changed at all, Doug. That's all I got to tell I remember you. When, when I was little, I thought the archbishop was like an evil bishop. Uh, yeah, arch enemy. Yeah, because uh, of the, because of the cartoons. Yeah. Arch enemy, archbishop. Like What's the difference? Like, what? For bishops? Yeah, why do they have mean bishops, Mom? <laughs> I don't. What? He looks That's nice. I don't know. <laughs> nice guy. It's the hat. <laughs> Um, I got to read a little bit of the song Lump from uh, Cruisin'. Uh, they get songs in there like Heat of the Moment, Loneliness, Spy Boy, When I Close My Eyes I See Blood, Shakedown, Pulling My String, and uh, Lion Share. And then there's a group called Mutiny that did a song called Lump. And the, the lyric, the first couple of lines are Lump, Lump, Can You Move Your Rump? Can you cut the funk? Mm, I'm guessing we've so moved away from the con- the conversation about confession. Yeah. No, no, no. I just wanted to throw that out to you very, very quickly. I know you can cut cut the funk. I can cut the funk, man. It's unbelievable. You need to work on times. your segues, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. i got to do that. Hey, the guy that wrote no Summertime I was going to throw this in in the last segment, but we didn't have the time. The guy that wrote Summertime Blues was from Albert Lee, Minnesota. Dwayne Eddy. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was born in Albert Lee and... Yeah, that was one of his big songs, 20 Flight Rock, if you remember that song. It's a great rock and roll tune. Wait a minute. He wrote that also. Why would you live in Minnesota and get the summertime blues? There's plenty of time for blues in the winter in Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Because summer's so short. Yeah, maybe that's it. I guess. Good job, Kat. Oh, yeah, summertime blues because it's so short. Four seconds long. It's a possibility. But in any case, so that's that's the whole deal we got. So we covered... 
uh, gay metal music and confession, and mm-hmm. uh, we got a lot of stuff. We got everything covered. Pretty good, isn't and it? And a little bit mm-hmm. about we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Are been, we all going to die? I've been running around talking to our younger general managers who ha- were not in the business during the recession. And I said, guys, this is this feels a lot like what happened during the recession. I don't think it's going to be as long, which is good. The only d- difference is, in addition to going out of business or lo- losing our jobs, no, we're also worried about dying. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I could see that to be the case. We're all just worried about, I, I don't know, does this, I haven't, and people don't believe me, but I tell them, I have no fear of dying. If I die, I'm going to be dead. What am I going to know? We'll see about that. Well, you're not going to see because I'll be dead. No, I mean, if you're like, you know, get some sort of... Help me! If you get, <laughs> exactly. If you get some sort of diagnosis, I'm yeah, guessing you'll change your tune. If you get a nail, you're going to cry like a baby. That's just my guess. Yeah. Well, you settle down there, Buster. <laughs> Glad he said it. Buster Brown. <laughs> I was filling in for you, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah, it's great talking to both of you. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Andy, you want? I need to send you a new Nutrimol spot. We need to start running today because of the uh, COVID nineteen situation. Do I just send it to Tom Bernard Podcast that website? Yep. Or that email? I mean. Yep. That's the one. Yeah, send it to the website, right. honey. <laughs> I wasn't thinking clearly. Okay. So when you get it, Andy, would you put that one in its place for the second hour? I can do that. We're staying on top of all this as COVID-19 has kind of taken over our world right now. Sure but has. We're hearing some uh, much more positive, some better things, so that's good, right? Yeah, it is good. Um, I love it. Do you, do you believe, though, here's the problem I have, do you believe that the Chinese have no new cases or they are just lying? <sighs> I don't know. Hard to tell. That, that, that's a pretty good question, actually. I, I think that... <sighs> And this is just intuition. I think that that scared the crap out of them. They figured they'd better play ball with the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably. Because, probably they're, I mean, they're sending stuff to us. It's like, you guys are going to need masks. Here's a couple million. And, I mean, they're, they're starting to play ball with the rest of the world, I think. So hopefully their reporting is accurate. Yes, that would be great. Now, Italy says that 90, over 99% of people... Who uh, who died from the virus in Italy were already very sick. That's what they're claiming. I don't yeah, they it. said that a lot of them had diabetes or some other bad health problem. And it seems to be men, like, right? Wasn't it mostly? It was mostly men in China. You know men? why that is? They mostly men have smoke. died from it in China because they all. Oh smoke. yeah, that's what that's Andy exactly said right. last week. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Andy the, brought that up. Last it's week. very stark. Fifty percent of Chinese men smoke, but only four percent of Chinese women. That's wow, really? I know it's a it's a huge cultural disparity there, and that's pretty. It's pretty common though in the Asian countries. That's true. Um, yeah, like, the men all smoke. That's one of the reasons the why their go. air quality is so bad. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. even in Turkey, when I was there, they used to have like chai tea gardens mm-hmm. where yeah. only men were allowed and it was for them to just go have tea and smoke like mm-hmm. that was that was the whole purpose well think about america you know 60 years ago you know and did any men not smoke oh did, everybody yeah. did. yeah and any you walk into any bar or a restaurant oh, with yeah. a bar and oh, it was yeah. just a blue haze everywhere yep. in the 60s yes. i remember and it was it wasn't common, but it wasn't unusual. You would see baseball players, major leaguers, smoking in the dugout between innings. Yep. Oh yeah, I still remember <laughs> really? smoking oh, yeah. sections in restaurants. There's a there's a famous picture, I think, from the first okay. Super Bowl. Who was the quarterback? There's a picture of him. He's on the sideline. The first the, Super Bowl there's ever. There's a bottle of Fresca underneath of him, and he's uh, hoofing down a camel. That would have been oh the is very it, first Super Bowl was Green Bay and Kansas so City. So who were the quarterbacks? Why do I think Bart Starr for yeah. Kansas? For Bart yep. Starr for Bart Green Star Bay. Bart Starr was the MVP. Who was the other one? Uh, Len Dawson? I oh, think it was it Len is, Dawson. I think it is Len Dawson. That's exactly who it was. You're right, because I remember that picture. He's got a bottle of Fresca under the bench, and he's hitting the heater. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now, Doug. That's yep. a great yep. memory. I found it. You found the picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lenny Dawson's hitting the SIG at the Super Bowl well, on the bench. That's everyone smoked back then. 
is pretty amazing when you think of it, though. I remember when I was Just a little kid, I was probably four or five. I had uh, Red Sox PJs that I wore all the time. I just loved them. But on the breast pocket, it had a Lucky Strike patch. Yep. This is for a five-year-old kid. <laughs> oh, there you go. Lucky Strike, baby. Well, the Flintstones used to advertise uh, Winston's, I think. Oh, did they really? Wow. Is that, is that what Remember, it is? Winston tastes good like a cigarette should? Cigarette yep. should, yep. Winston tastes good there like you go. a cigarette should. I still remember all those Marlboro ads. <laughs> Marlboro Man? All right. Yeah. Marlboro Man, yeah. Tons of them all the time on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out something now if this was just an inner city thing or if it was across the country for teenage boys. And actually it was like 12, 13-year-old boys. The the letters on a Lucky Strike pack of cigarettes. Remember the letters on the on the pack? Mm-hmm. And they used to be in the commercial too. As a matter of fact, it was LSMFT, right? Yeah, I do remember that. Okay, okay you remember that? Yeah. You remember did, did, what did they what did they say it stood for in your neighborhood? Because it wasn't Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, which is actually <laughs> what it did mean. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. What did it mean in the inner city where I grew up? Well, see, when I was five, I was in the uh, wilds of Wellesley, Massachusetts, with all the cake eaters, so we didn't have any really hood you there. So you're, you're going to have to carry this one yourself. So, Lucky Strike. Every pack said LSMFT. Stood for Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, but not in my neighborhood. In my neighborhood for 12- and 13-year-old boys, it stood for loose strap means floppy tit. <laughs> clever. That's a. Tw- there's a twelve-year-old. So boy. clever. So yeah. clever. Anytime a- you can work in some sort of uh, breast Ooh, or breast female or anatomy or yeah. a yeah. fart yeah. joke. Yeah, or a fart a joke. That's right. Or a fart joke. You're absolutely right. You got to work that in there. It works for fun. Sarah, are you going to be? Uh, are you going to be on for uh, car selling secrets as well? Yeah, she is. She's my. Uh, I'm her ride, so I guess she's. We're stuck. We're joined. At oh, the so hip. you're stuck. You're stuck with them. So that's good. Do you know a lot about cars? Do I? We've had fourteen. Do of them. I? <laughs> fourteen. Yep. I well, think that's so. good. Things are going well. Things are going very, very well. I'm glad to hear things are going so well. If you got fourteen cars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about Melissa? You know a lot about cars. I know decent amount, but not great. Not like not like dogs. Great that. Yeah, I not don't like know. Not like Doug. Nobody's like. And that. our marketing director will be a very interesting guy. I think he's going to be super. Who's coming in? Colton Ray. You haven't met. Colton oh, Colton's yet. coming in. Okay. I have not met Colton. Andy yet, met him uh, a couple weeks ago. Did I? Oh, yeah. yeah. When we had the uh, oh he was podcast one of the... promotional people okay. come in. Yeah. Well, we'll take a break right here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you want to come back and get started at uh, like right at quarter after. Yeah, well, it's, it's up to you. That sounds Andy? good. Andy, sure. Jude, okay. what's wrong? We'll be back and we'll be back with part two with the family.